0: Start your engines!
1: Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast.
0: It is the NASCAR GAMILY Podcast here on the Sports GAMILY Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, I'm Rod Gomez, and we are ever so quickly approaching the beginning of the 2023 NASCAR Cup championship series race now I whatever you call it Winston Nextel uh, Grand National I, I don't even care if you called it the uh, Dave and Buster's Cup I I just want NASCAR to hurry up and be here uh, and I'm excited for it but Cody buddy we are again inching closer to this uh, to this new season
1: getting ever so closer one month from today as we record this on uh, January 4th cars will be on the track in Los Angeles for the uh, clash practices and stuff, not the race yet, but one month from today. So we are so close to getting there. Where's the odds at for this race? Come on, let's go. We're only a month out. Let's go. We, <laughs> but I know. Anyways, we we petitioned yeah, so, uh, for stuff
0: and it happens, but we just need to petition for this. Exactly.
1: So yeah, 32 days for that, 46 days until the Daytona 500. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into our history lesson for the day. Number forty-six car, not quite as as used in uh, NASCAR as the number forty-seven car has been, but four hundred sixty-seven races. That's that's a good amount. Eleven times that car has been in victory lane. One hundred and ninety-six top twenty finishes. Uh, The driver who started the most races in this car. A very you know, if you have to pick a name that that you're gonna be named to be a NASCAR driver, Speedy Thompson. (sighs) That's a a pretty pretty good name. He raced in NASCAR from 1950 on and off all the way through 1971. He won eight races in this number, um, but had many more races over his career. He ran a couple of different numbers, but eight races. He won in this uh, 46 car. Jack Smith, only 12 starts in the number 46, but he won two of them. Um, And then I'm trying to... Why does it say 11 wins? Oh, yeah. Bob Wellborn only made two starts in the number 46, but um, was able to win one race in it. Uh, Michael Annette, somebody who started 69 races in the Cup Series in 46. He's a guy that just two years ago was a full-time in Xfinity um, and has retired, obviously, since then. But some other popular names, Wally Dollenback. Mm-hmm. I always remember that car as a kid. He drove the Woody Woodpecker number 46 car. That was always one that uh stuck out to me. JJ Yaley, who still races part-time in NASCAR. Uh Johnny Allen, Scott Speed, Michael McDowell's actually started seven races in this number. Um, so yeah, there's been been some some different guys in this car over the years, but four hundred and sixty-seven starts for the number forty six car.
0: Is that Jack Smith of the same forty seven car fame? Is that is that the same Jack Smith that we're talking about? <laughs> Uh, uh you know
1: I, it might be yeah I, uh, I just remember we
0: we brought his name up guess. at the 47 he only started
1: 12 he only started 12 oh wow he <laughs> you want to hear all the numbers jack smith has raised i mean it's a generic name he why not be generic in cars? cars yeah let's hear it how wow Can you imagine if we were allowed to have three digit race cars or letters like they do on short tracks he's raced the number 999 car Whew. The 47, the 46, the 48, the 91, the 200, uh, a couple other numbers we see every day. The 500, the 120, the 141, the number 2B, the number 296, the number 44X, the number 502, the number 610, uh, yeah, I mean, nine, ninety-two, ninety-nine. 92, 99, a lot of were one or two races. So he drove, he, he started 194 races in the 47 car. And then 12 races in 46, and then every other one is, like, seven or less. But there's, yeah, like, 16 different numbers on here he raced.
0: Good Lord. King of the triple digits. Let's just put it that yeah, way. And Jack he Smith. was a, not loyal to any car. I mean,
1: 101 races in Chevy. He was in Pontiac, 95 races. Ran the Studebaker a couple, the Hudson, Chrysler, Oldsmobile. Um, so, yeah, all, all over the place for Jack Smith. Um, tr- And then, yeah, for uh, – 46, looks like the last time it was raced was 2019. Joey Gase started one race in there. And then this one too, Chevrolet, very dominant with this number, 346 races. Dodge checks in second at 63. You got Oldsmobile, Buick, Buick, Lincoln, Toyota, Plymouth, Cadillac, and Kaiser even started uh, one one race in a Kaiser car. Oh, in, uh, That's 46 insane.
0: In grand national series (laughs) holy cow Uh, i love it that's that's i mean you're digging deep when you're talking about a guy that runs straight up triple digits man it that's that's insane
1: those are the days right i mean you go to like your local short track now and you'll see like the dollar 98 car or you know a lot of like 2x or 2z or you know stuff like that, but uh, not not something we see in NASCAR anymore, right?
0: Yeah, no, not for sure. I mean, that's, I, well, I mean, who knows? They may end up bringing them back, and that would be absolutely fun to see triple digits back on the track. So, um, all right, for my history part of this, I'm taking you back to 2013. Again, we're going into the 2023 season. Let's go back 10 years now and explore what, the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series uh, had to offer. Cody Zeeb, care to take a stab at who was the champion in 2013? I think that's going to go with
1: uh, Jimmy Johnson. He won all of them around that
0: time. You're going to be absolutely (laughs) correct. Jimmy Johnson bringing home his sixth (laughs) title in 2013 after they changed the rules for him to not continue to win championships. He still does it because screw you, that's why.
1: (laughs) That's the most underrated part of Jimmy Johnson was NASCAR literally didn't want him to continue to win and kept trying to change the format and change how they did it so he wouldn't win. And he just kept winning.
0: <laughs> it's it's insane, but I love it because I'm telling you right now, it just, he was one of the guys that could not stop crossing the finish line and say what you will. I mean, everyone's like, oh, but he cheated doing it. I mean, look, you can cheat well, we always say, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But by the same token, it's like when they when they continue to try to shore up those loopholes so you don't exploit them anymore, I mean, dude, at some point, you've got to concede the fact that, one, the driver was good to be able to, to keep up with all those changing conditions, and two, the team was smart enough to just be one step ahead of it every single time that it happened. So, I mean... We sit back and, and we may be lost in the fact that Jimmy Johnson had such a tremendous run over the course of his time as a NASCAR Cup driver, but the dude was just good. And and I that's why I'm so glad that I picked him as a driver before he turned into exactly what he was because I got to enjoy it, and I got to enjoy it from a standpoint of I wasn't jumping on the bandwagon. You know, I was literally there from the beginning thinking... This guy has potential, and thank God I was right because that was a fun time to be a Jimmy Johnson fan.
1: Absolutely, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Yeah, man, just his domination for those years, absolutely incredible.
0: Jimmy Johnson started the season by winning the Daytona 500. He ended up winning in Martinsville. He went on to win at Pocono. He won again at Daytona. Uh, He went on to win at Dover and in Texas uh, were his wins were for the season, finishing up with 2,419 points to second place Matt Kenseth's 2,400 point. Matt Matt Kenseth, one-time dominator of the whole series, too, for a while. I mean, obviously not as many championships as Jimmy, but always in the uh, the conversation. But it went Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth in second, Kevin Harvick in third, Kyle Busch in fourth. Those are those young guns, right? Dale Earnhardt in fifth, Jeff Gordon in sixth, Clint Boyer in seventh, Joey Logano in eighth, Greg Biffle in ninth and Kurt Busch in 10th with Ryan Newman peaking into the top 10 at 11. That was your, that was your championship, uh, drivers there in, in 2013.
1: That's a, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty loaded field of, uh, a lot of, a lot of memorable names and guys. And yeah, it, it is crazy to think about how history could be different. It, it, Jimmy Johnson not dominated that whole period at uh, one, seven titles. I mean, Guys like Matt Kenseth finishing second, guys like Carl Edwards with Denny Hamlin maybe have gotten an early championship, uh, where, where he's now, you know, considered to be one of the greatest that's not done it because you, you know, half of his career was hogged up by Johnson winning them. But yeah, it would be be kind of interesting to see how things maybe would have been different had Jimmy Johnson not been there and, and won those seven championships. Jeff Gordon probably would have gotten more. Maybe he would have reached seven. Had he not picked the guy that was going to beat him every year, uh, yeah. So uh, crazy, crazy to think about.
0: You got to be a hell of a team player to know that you, your successor that you chose, the guy that you chose to be your teammate, just is going to stomp you at every single turn. I mean, I don't know if you're Jeff Gordon. Does that keep you up at night still? I, I, I wonder.
1: I mean, he was technically a part owner on that car, so he was getting the championships as an owner, right? So. Maybe not, but I'm sure I'm sure the thought has crossed his mind of not only look what I did I'm bringing this guy here and what we built together, you know, but what could I have done if he wasn't in my way?
0: <laughs> How many more championships could I have brought home at that point exactly <laughs> uh the twenty thirteen season was the first season using the Gen six car. Uh, actually that was what replaced the car tomorrow because again, we kept saying they kept trying to change the cars to make sure that Jimmy Johnson could not win the championship, uh, any more times. But, uh, yeah, even that change didn't, uh, did not keep. So it was, you know, it was crazy. And Dodge. Was not in this series in 2013. That was the first yeah, season first that they'd been out. Dodge. Yep, yeah. after Dodge. winning the championship in 2012 with Brad Keselowski. Uh-huh. and and then they exited out stage yeah. left. No more Dodge since then. What would it take, though, Cody? I wonder to bring back um, a Dodge in the in the NASCAR. Do you think that would ever be on the table again? I think didn't they have rumblings that they would think about it or something? Hundred uh, percent.
1: So recently, there was rumors that. NASCAR was very close to bringing on another manufacturer, and the rumors were with Kozlowski going over to Roush now, and they're another one of the Ford teams, not necessarily one of the top ones. That maybe that was the team that was kind of in talks to come on as you know when Dodge came back into the sport, they came on with the Ray Evernham team, and that was the Dodge team, and and then other teams followed in suit, obviously. But come in with one major team, and and with. Uh, Roush Fenway or you know Roush Fenway Kozlowski kind of playing third fourth string at Ford at this point with with some of the other stronger Ford teams maybe they were the team that that could have been the number one Dodge team and that helped flurge them towards the front but it seems like those talks kind of fell through and at this point there's no intimate or you know in, in the in, uh, yeah, I don't know what the word immediate I mean. or imminent, imminent. imminent. There you go, <laughs> there we go. Big word to You, are hard you got me. vacation Sorry. brain already, you're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, plans for, for anything to happen with Dodge anytime soon, but I definitely wouldn't rule it out. I mean, they obviously are an American car maker, they've been it's been a very on and off relationship with Dodge and NASCAR. They were at Dodge, they were in NASCAR a long time ago. Then they were out of NASCAR for a very long time, until they came back in the 2001 season with Evernham, with Elliott, and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, no no plans right now. But definitely not out of the consideration. I think other uh, manufacturers could potentially come in as well. We could see Honda has been rumored for years, um, you know, and then you see the Honda commercials, right? And they're just bragging about all the stuff they've done and people said we couldn't build cars and they said we couldn't win motorcycle races and they said we couldn't win f1 world championships and it shows for crossing the, you know and it's like they've done all these things like let's add a nascar leg onto that right they said you couldn't do it in nascar now i'm saying it right now you can't do it in nascar so
0: go prove me wrong <laughs> Well, unless they bring Mercedes into the mix, that would be, <laughs> yeah, that would be, uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll get the luxury cars necessarily, but nah, uh, I don't know that that would ever <laughs> happen. It's been, there's obviously,
1: as we've gone through this, we've seen all the different types of cars that were in NASCAR for a long time back in the day. We talked to yesterday's show about Pontiac and I think 2003 was their last season uh you had brought up. So yeah, I mean those, there's been other prominent manufacturers and we saw Toyota enter the sport quite a few years back now they're just you know one of the mainstays in NASCAR and they've obviously done a a ton of winning with Kyle Busch and with Joe Gibbs Racing and and other teams um so yeah I think eventually we will see more uh manufacturers enter the sport or or at least another one at some point um whether it's Dodge I think we like to see just because You know, we've seen them before and they've had success, obviously, won the championship the last year they were in NASCAR before they left. So, uh, yeah,
0: I I I think eventually we're definitely going to get someone
1: and hopefully dodge just for for old time's sake.
0: You talk about uh, all of that and Penske and everything like that. Uh, Actually, it was it was this year that Kenseth replaced Joey Logano in the 20 at Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, and he was driving the 17 for a while. And then Ricky Stenhouse took that over, uh, when, when the Ford, uh, when he didn't come back. So crazy stuff, man. It's, it's just, that's, that's one of those craziest things to, to go back and
1: think about was so Joey Logano 18, I think when he got thrust into that car to replace Tony Stewart, who at that time was, I think he had won one championship, but was his great driver. He left to go join Haas and, and start Stewart Haas. Uh, and they thrust just young Joey Logano, this ripe Joey Logano in that car, not a lot of success in that 20 car gets fired from Joe Gibbs, basically, or have we heard that recently, right? Eric Jones, young gets put in the car, not a lot of success gets fired. And then, you know, you bring in a veteran like Matt Kenseth and that worked out for him. And then that car has kind of rotated a few times since then. But now look at Joey Logano, our champion from this past season, two time champion. Now he's won all these races. And Joe Gibbs had just, you know, disposed of him at some point because he wasn't cutting it over there. And uh, obviously got that second chance with Penske and uh, hasn't looked back.
0: <laughs> yep. And it was at 2013 where that marriage started. So uh, just a, a great start to a great story for Joey Logano. All right. Let's uh, step away from the history. We'll start talking about the now uh, in NASCAR when we come back from the break. But before we do, let me tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. You get great odds, promos, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Always limited to state availability. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to chain, terms and dot com as be 21 or older and present. The state of play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 4700 we're brought to you by underdog fantasy at underdog the season never ends and right now you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team plus they also have a ton of daily games for nba and nhl plus when you use the promo code sgpn at underdogfantasy.com you get a 100 deposit match up to 100 that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn Cody, still lots going on in NASCAR as we prep ourselves for the Bush Clash, for the Daytona 500, for the entire season as a whole. So uh, where do we want to start? Uh, where do we, what do we want to talk about first, Cody?
1: First of all, this crazy video that got shared today, I just shared it in the Discord over at SG.pn discord. Make sure you join there, get in the NASCAR channel, uh, and chop it up with us in there but uh junior motorsports this morning there was a, li- a lightning strike that like hit a truck that had a trailer like a pickup truck with a trailer on the back of it and it like hit the truck and the truck like it, lo- it was like a big you know ball of light and then the truck's lights like pop on and start flashing and everything and then they, they post another video later after the storm was over went out not a dent or anything on the truck like had there not been a you know a video camera you know facing that direction and somebody would have noticed You'd have never known the truck got struck by lightning, but it was pretty, pretty insane. Just a bolt comes down and hits the truck and there's a bunch of sparks and everything. The lights start flashing on the truck. Pretty, pretty insane. They said that a great way to start uh, 2023.
0: I think <laughs> lightning strikes are lucky, right? I don't know. I, I, have been told that. So. Maybe yeah. they
1: should go buy that, that mega millions, uh, <laughs>
0: sponsorship,
1: right. <laughs> or, uh,
0: that mega million mega millions ticket and get trying to try and win that it's almost a billion dollars well this bomb cyclone is supposed to bring with it a lot of uh, electricity so we'll see if there's some good luck inherent <laughs> you in go, that God. <sighs> but yeah i look but, i couldn't uh, even imagine like those types of things they scare the hell out of me i know that like you have less chance of getting hit by lightning than you know anything else in this world but dude i mean that that stuff scares
1: yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy to watch. So definitely go, get on the discord and go check that out. Um, okay. I want to talk about some sponsorship news. Uh, there's been a lot of announcements here lately and we were kind of, I think we had a little speculated a little bit on this in the past, maybe who, who would be sponsoring where and whatnot. Um, RCR has announced kind of over the last couple of weeks, Kyle Bush's sponsors are almost going to be just what Tyler Reddick's sponsors were last year. And I heard somebody talking about this and I can't remember who to give them the credit, but a lot of the teams have been putting clauses in the sponsorship agreements, basically tying the sponsorships to the teams more than the drivers. So that if a driver does leave like a Kyle Busch, you know, or in this case, a Tyler Reddick, that the team isn't just, and this would have come in. I mean, I think that Kyle Busch brings his own sponsorship anyways, if these guys hadn't still been around, but you lose a big name like Tyler Reddick, that's an up-and-coming name. If they replace that with you know, an Austin Hill or something, would have been a lot harder to get sponsors to sign on. So I think having those clauses in there, in this case, didn't need it as much necessarily because I think you could have found sponsorship for Kyle Busch, even though Joe Gibbs will tell you you couldn't. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so they've announced that 3Chi will be back, ALSCO will be back, Lenovo will be back, BetMGM will be back and Cheddar's uh, all are going to remain on that number eight car. And if you haven't seen the the new font, they redid the font for the eight car uh, to kind of make it Kyle Busch's own. It's pretty, pretty awesome looking. I I really like it. it. It looks really nice.
0: So that makes a lot of sense, though, honestly, and I and I feel like this is how they probably should have done it almost entirely up until now, and I'm sure some teams did, you know, just keep the the same sponsors with the same car because or the same team, even maybe not necessarily the same car, but you know, because we've seen the driver turnover happen time and time and time again, and the uh, chaos that comes with trying to pair up a car. I mean, it's not easy. To paint these cars every week, it's not easy to design these cars at week in and week out. So, if you're changing sponsors, like you're changing clothes, it it doesn't make for a very conducive garage because you know every other week or every other season you're having to come up with new uh, paint schemes or, or or decals or anything like that. So, I mean, at the very least, that that does lend some stability to it. So, I can I can hopefully that you know what I want to see. I want to see them bring back Budweiser for the uh, for the eight car
1: that you know it, w- it would be a, a perfect fit we've obviously the that those two Budweiser and the eight car go hand in hand as that was uh, was always the thing I don't know that there's a lot of uh, Budweiser sponsorship money left out there anymore uh, <laughs> but you know maybe someday uh but yeah and sponsorship sponsorship has been a thing that's changed over the years obviously we've talked about that a little it used to be you just had the DuPont car you just had the Goodwrench car and that's not the case anymore luckily it is easier for them to change the the paint schemes every week because it's not even a paint anymore it's a wrap and they apply it to the car and whatever but um i did see a list today that was kind of interesting here's some uh sponsors that are leaving nascar this this coming season or at least haven't re-upped their their contract um and and sponsorships uh, come and go. You're going to see sponsors leave every year. You're going to see sponsors come every year. I don't have a list of new ones, which would be something fun. that would be fun to to go through and see. But a couple that that we aren't going to see anymore, M&M's obviously, Mars Candy Company. uh, We we won't see them anymore with the 18. Uh, Focus Factor, that was a big one for Petty GMS with Eric Jones. They're gone. Uh, The Kohler Generators with RFK. um, Brad Keselowski ran a lot of those on the – the six car, that's going to be gone. Built Bar is left Spire Motorsports. That kind of breaks my heart. I, I love to see Corey LaJoy having. They seem to be his biggest supporter and sponsor. He's obviously uh, one, of, one of my favorite drivers personally. So hopefully they've found some good sponsorship to replace him. Uh, Tax Slayer is gone at Jordan Anderson in the Xfinity Series. Um, so yeah, just some uh, A-Shock also uh, is not coming back to Chase Elliott. Been interesting. He's gone through a few different drink sponsorships. He had Mountain Dew for a little bit, then they kind of left. Now A has gone. And those were some pretty cool looking cars. And when he raced sprint cars, uh, they he would have those. And he raced the truck series that one a couple times. So be interesting to see maybe maybe he's the next Coca Cola driver. Who knows? Uh, Bill back in the day, Bill Elliott was a was a Coca Cola racing family driver. So we'll see where where that ends up going for him. But uh, just just kind of interesting to see some of the ones that are, are leaving uh, or, or not returning, at least at this point.
0: I remember um, when when uh, DuPont left. I remember when Bud officially left. Like I remember those. We thought that that was going to be a giant hole in the advertising vacuum, or a creative vacuum, I suppose, in the advertising world. But, I mean, it's crazy because we've seen so many other, play, other players step into the game right. that it just yep. feels like, does it ever... I mean, BetMGM is a big one. When we see uh, Kyle Busch drive, I almost feel like it kind of makes more of an impact when Kyle Busch is driving the BetMGM car than Tyler Reddick, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it makes a difference to have, I mean, not only, like we talked about with Derek on the last show, you know, are they talking about it on the broadcast? They're giving out the odds before the races. Now you see an actual, (laughs) you can use this app to bet on the races, right? And it's driving around out on the track and, Kyle Busch is doing sponsor appearances, and for us that collect diecast cars, that's where this gets expensive because there's so many different diecasts to create these days, right? Because you got all these different sponsors. Um, but yeah, it's it, uh, sponsorship makes an impact, right? We, we all know that. Um, and yeah, it, it is sad when you see the DuPonts leave. Uh, M&Ms leaving is a huge one. They've been a big part of the sport for so long. Luckily though, NASCAR, when we've seen lately, even though we don't have the same car week in and week out, it seems like there's a lot of new faces and new people coming into the sport as sponsors. And maybe that's even a better thing to have instead of just one sponsorship on the car all year, you have all these different ones, and you're getting, you know, these the people that work in those companies are, are paying attention and you know, you'll see like in different markets. You know, if somebody has their home base there and that's their home track, they bring a ton of their employees to a race and that's how you get more people involved in it and everything. So I think it is a positive and a negative. Obviously, it was nice back in the day where you just had the M&M's car, you just had the DuPont car, you just had the STP car, but even now, and it does leave us open for fun, different, cool schemes and different, fun, cool gear for, for different drivers, and stuff like that so it's it's definitely got its perks and it's uh, and its setbacks as well but uh, overall I, I feel like the sports still doing pretty good in the sponsorship department um, you're still seeing a lot of a lot of the, there's some companies that are dumping tons of money into it I mean you look at Menards right they're on how many different cars they're in the Cup series they're in the Xfinity series they're in the truck series they sponsor the ARCA Menards series uh, they're all over the place monster that's one we're gonna touch on here in a minute they are on every freaking car in the garage. It seems like, right? And, I mean, they're all over the place. You got Haley Deegan, you've got Ty Gibbs, you've got Tyler Reddick. Now it sounds like Kurt Busch in the past. Uh, all these different guys that have been driving monster stuff. Well, the whole um, series was named after it too. The Monster Yeah, Energy it was series. the Monster Cup Series, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah, for a couple of years there. That's the that was the strangest one because it was like a two-year deal and then they said yeah never mind but yeah, they're like uh that but, was probably too yeah, much it was the whole series at one point right so uh there is still plenty of sponsorship money out there and it's they're having to work for it a little more now i think and sell themselves more
0: and you know divvy it up more but it overall it seems like it works out pretty well do you think that other casinos other sports books are going to jump in the or does bet mgm have the monopoly in there yes yeah, so i'm not sure because i know
1: there's been I would think that that other ones would be well DraftKings we saw sponsored uh, Bubba a couple races a couple years ago. Uh, I think that was a good one. So I don't think that there is anything like that. I know like when it was Nextel/Sprint um like the singular wireless car was got grandfathered in but once their sponsorship ran out you know, Verizon and AT&T couldn't come in and have sponsored cars but that was cuz it was the title sponsorship. Um so I don't think there's really anything like that these days. I would imagine that anybody and everybody can come in so hopefully we see the win bet car out there on the track uh this year right and uh yeah, let's there you go, go. Awesome go. Cory LaJoy right let's put him
0: two hundred to one to win the Daytona 500 <laughs> and let's all go make some money uh I love it well okay so let's continue this little sponsorship thing going because uh we're, we'll talk about yeah. Ty Gibbs next right
1: yeah so more announcements from today Ty Gibbs big surprise right <laughs> as, as it's been talked about in the discord channel he's just got a can of monster glued to his hand when he's not in the car it's always there he's always sipping on it um but he he's uh they they said today that monster will be back for a quote-unquote fair number of races as the premier sponsor so with that 54 car that's going to be one of the you know sponsorships you see obviously we've not seen anything else announced um a great chance i think that interstate batteries continues to sponsor that they've sponsored the 18 car since it was came into nascar back in the 90s for a long time it was just the interstate batteries 18 car before you know kyle bush came in and eminem's got on board and everything through the dale Jarrett days through the bobby labani wow. days when he won the championship in that car it was always the interstate battery car they've always been with gibbs they seem to love that partnership i would imagine that we see them uh come on there and obviously they sponsored him in the Xfinity series as well, um, but I'm sure you'll continue to see more partners. Gibbs seems like a, a very marketable program that has kind of their their set guys that uh, that sponsor their cars, and they'll pass the sponsorships around. Right? We see Dewalt on the 20 car, then we see it on the 19 car. Uh, you got like Auto Trader, Sport Clips—they kind of rotate around on the different cars. So I think there's enough sponsorship to go around over there. But Monster on the 54 car not a big shocker there um and then with 2311 um the pres- president of 2311 steve lauletta said today um that they're gonna have the same great partners for the 45 team in 2023 he didn't necessarily name anything but sounds like you're gonna see monster on the 45 car still with tyler reddick now uh jordan brand obviously i would assume you'll see on there for the races which coolest paint scheme ever right was the the kurt Busch. Jordan brand car. I got to see that up close in victory lane, Kansas. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so, so it sounds like just going to be, I uh, and I would assume that these, these already had sponsorships to continue with the 45 when Kurt Busch had, was the plan to be in there. Obviously things have changed in that department. And now it's Tyler Reddick, but, uh, you know, if I was a sponsor, it's probably a guy I'm wanting to get on with now before he ends up going on the Kyle Larson type of terror that, I think that he's going to end up going on and uh, becomes a lot more expensive to sponsor. <laughs> yep.
0: He's just going to have to learn how to enjoy monster energy drinks. That's uh, really all there is to it. As soon exactly. as it, as soon as well, it gets it out of the car. Even, I mean,
1: I'm highly convinced that until he started getting rowdy, because Kyle Busch has been through 18 different energy drink sponsors, it seems like. He was a big NOS guy at one point. He was a monster guy at one point, And he always just had the cup with the straw on it. So could have been Jack Daniels in there, who knows Probably what was, was in there, right? <laughs> but as long as the cup said it, so you don't even have to drink the product necessarily. As long as, as long as the cup you're drinking out of says what's on there, that's, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, that's that's what you do when you go to a, a um, what do you call it, a movie theater anyways, right? You just bring right. whatever you got in there and whatever's in there is in there. Yeah. Whatever's in there is in there.
1: No ask questions.
0: Although <laughs> nowadays it doesn't matter because they've got bars at- uh... Yeah,
1: exactly. That's uh, What a great investment. Reclining chairs and bars. Bar? I mean, yeah, and bars in the theaters. What a time to be alive. And food. Get a lot, you could have to spend a whole day in there. I,
0: I have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a little expensive, but you can still spend a whole day in there. It's better than- a, it's. It's less expensive than a day at Disneyland. I'll tell you that right now.
1: Well, there you go. True, true. Good point.
0: Uh, Yeah, but so I look, here's the thing with with these guys too and and obviously it really I, this this is not necessarily all that gambling related, but as far as just knowing from a, a standpoint of the level of dedication that these sponsors have to these teams and these cars and the kind of money that they're putting at it, obviously it it translates to the track. I mean, we saw the 45 car do well toward the end there before Kurt Busch got hurt. You know, we, we saw Bubba uh do well in in fits and spurts. And so these sponsorships mean a lot when we start talking about where these guys run on the track week in and week out. And so, you know, it, it it's not as if we're just kind of bringing this up just to fill time, but we're also bringing this up just to let you know too that everything in nascar works in in harmony everything that happens off the track on the track in the garage um you know these guys it's a well-oiled machine that turns these teams into what we see on a weekly uh, a weekend and uh, basis because all of this stuff factors into our research i mean it's it's kind of it's weird to think about it but you know does Monster on the car have anything to do with how well they're going to perform? Well, I'll say that Monster has much deeper pockets than Tax Slayer. So if Tax Slayer is on the side of the car, no offense to Tax Slayer, obviously you know, great product. You use it when you when you need taxes done. But by you and large, when you need to slay your taxes, like they'll give you a sword and help you out. But again, the, the pockets aren't as deep. And so that just means that that car probably won't perform on a weekly basis as well as that monster car. So what does that mean for us in the betting aspect of it? Well, that probably means that there's a lesser driver. So we may not want to put a lot of money on him to win the race. Uh, you know, we'll just have to think about it when it comes in terms of a head-to-head or anything like that. You know, all this stuff factors in. I mean, it's not like football where you're going to go out and, you know, these two teams are set and there's kind of no other real... I mean, you can look at their past performance and all that other stuff, but, like, you know that the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't have what it take to beat the Philadelphia Eagles or whatever. And maybe they do now. Who knows? But, you know, at the same time, like... There's a lot more that goes into NASCAR and really ultimately breaking down every aspect of it is is what we're here to do. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd love to just sit here and talk more NASCAR gambling and stuff.
1: We're just waiting for more lines to come out. Right. I mean, we've covered everything that's out there at this point. There's only so much we can talk about with that, but we like to just be on here, talk about NASCAR BS around. Right. But these are the cars you're going to see on the track. Right. The sponsorships influence things that you're going to to buy or you're going to drink right i'm drinking a body armor right now because well kobe bryant mostly but kobe bryant founded it It, i see it all the time on the ryan blaney cars right i love that paint scheme so i've really gotten into drinking their stuff like it it does help that and then these things help these teams right so corey lajoy talks about a lot of times they have b and c motors in a lot of their cars that's why that seven cars not up front every week it's not because Corey LaJoy can't drive good. You drop him in the five car, Corey LaJoy is going to be competing for races week in and week out, right? That's that's how it works. But with big sponsors like Built Bar that can pour a lot of money in there, we know they have a huge advertising budget, right? You hear them everywhere. It seems like everywhere you look, you hear about, you see about Built Bar. So when they're putting more money into the car, then every once in a while, he gets upgraded to an A engine. Then at 201, he almost wins Atlanta, right? And so where he's got cars that can be a little more competitive and it makes a big difference and really you want to look at it this way right and this is what Gibbs says happened Kyle Busch Mars was leaving Kyle Busch was getting so much money from Mars being his sponsor Gibbs couldn't replace that and he didn't want to take the pay cut now he no longer races for that team he no longer has a truck team for Toyota in the truck series like so many dominoes fell just because the sponsor left, or at least that's what Gibbs says. I think they wanted to fire him, anyways. But that's a whole nother story. We get into another time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it does affect things greatly. It, where these sponsorships are, who's getting what, you know, who has funding, and especially when we get down to the Xfinity series, we get down to some of these lower tier teams. They don't have funding behind them. They're not going to perform as well. Are the Joe Gibbs car is going to be good every week? Yeah, probably. Are the Hender cars going to be good every week? Yeah, probably. But it's still newsworthy when the team, the you know, things change and looks change and we see different cars and and different paint schemes and all of that stuff. So while we're sitting here with 32 days until the Clash,
0: it's fun stuff to talk about. It is. It's great stuff. And not everybody could be like Ricky Bobby and have me on the trunk and be and be sponsored by me m-e what's m-e <laughs> it's me bobby you're sponsored by me, me. not first to last right Rod? <laughs> god i love that movie i'm gonna watch it again before the season starts uh all right let's uh one more, one more topic what do we got i know you have one you've got a long list we never get to all of your topics it's, uh, cody. it's
1: literally a running list i got like six pages of stuff i just keep writing down
0: every time i, I see feel bad because cody comes to me every week and he's like look i've got about 15 things to talk like, about. we're
1: we gonna have enough stuff to talk about like don't worry rod i got you coming I, I got plenty of notes all right cody
0: goes cody goes i got like 20 things to talk about and i'm always like all right cody pick your favorite one <laughs> yeah, and let's, let's, let's go down to
1: just a couple of uh of driver announcements where some guys are going to be some stuff that's come out here recently uh kaz Gralla is going to be full-time in the number 26 for sam hunt racing uh that toyota team obviously we talked a lot about that 26 car last year when it came in, into the respect of John Arnimacek and the, him not being quite as good in that car as he was when he raced the 18 car. Um, but uh, Kaz Grala seems to be one of these up-and-coming drivers. He's getting a lot of chances here and there. We've seen him make some Cup Series starts. Uh, I believe he's still one of the drivers for the number 50 car that we'll see at some races. Um, but this is kind of his first full-time ride, right? He's He's just bounced around with part-time stuff here and there um we saw a guy like anthony alfredo do that at one point and then he ends up in the cup series in the 38 car now he's he's step is he still on the 38 car gosh i don't even remember no, no he, he yeah he's back. yeah he's stepped back but um but we've seen some of these guys kind of climb through quickly uh, as part-time guys and then all of a sudden they're a full-time cup guy that we're going to be talking about a lot more um so, yeah, no noteworthy that that Grawl is gonna be in that twenty six car well, hold on, it's so not...
0: let's let's talk about that real quick though yeah. when, when we when we're thinking about betting him next season now that we know that he's got a full time ride, obviously, that's a confidence builder. obviously, that means that there's something we did talk about him, like you said, a lot of, a lot it well, when he did make starts and kind of brought him up every once in a while as an intriguing play. um what do we do with him this season? how How are we approaching him? Do we have to just wait and wait and kind of see how the first few races shake out or? Is this something want to jump early.
1: A, a, a more of a wait and see kind of how he does, but maybe that could be something earlier on in the season. We know those Sam Hunt cars are pretty good, right? They're not the Joe Gibbs cars of the Xfinity series, right? They're not the junior motorsports cars. We know that, but they're they're on that next tier of of cars, a team that does pretty well and and has support from Toyota and puts pretty decent cars out there week in and week out. And I, I think that Grala is a good driver, as we talked about, he's got some cup series starts and whatnot. So having somebody in that car full time, I mean, we saw it reach its potential at times with John Hunter. It was still a little more limited than when he was in the Gibbs cars, obviously. Um, but I think that we've seen enough from Grala in the stuff that he's run to to get pretty good results. So he might be a guy that comes up in head-to-heads quite a bit because he's going to be a guy I think you're probably going to see as maybe a top 10, top 15 driver week in and week out as he gets settled into... A full-time ride that's his that that they can build that chemistry as the season goes on i concur um josh balicki is going to run some races in the 78 car for bj mcleod that's not really super noteworthy he's bounced around here and there in the cup series most recently we saw him run part-time in the 77 that was a shared ride right um but he's taking his zeigler auto group sponsorship over there Uh, to live fast racing so we'll still see him in the in the cup series he's a guy that you can bet on at, at the super speedways um i think he ended up with a top five last year i'm pretty sure at one of those crazy whacked out uh super speedway races so probably a guy we'll talk about with some top five top tens at super speedways other than that unless we start getting matchups throughout the whole field Probably not going to be a guy we talk about a ton, but DFS possibly
0: too in some aspects, yeah. right? Because that yeah, seventy-eight car was usually a, a good backmarker car to to yeah. just sort of and slam it, it always
1: there. one of the cheapest ones too. So he's not quite to the level of of BJ McLeod. I think BJ is a little more talented than he is. Owns the car obviously as well, um, but so I think it'll probably perform a little better when BJ's in it. But yeah, Balicki might be a punt when you need a punt if you're if you're loading up at the top. Uh, that we'll talk about during DFS this year a little bit. Next up on this list, Jeffrey Earnhardt got a full time ride. Uh, good to see him still hanging on. He's he's obviously not quite the talent of the other Earnhardts we've seen come up, right? But he's still a talented driver that, that's done some good stuff. He finished second place. Another guy we almost won a lot of money on at Talladega last year. A very long shot. Another man. These second places at these super speedways killing me. But uh, Alpha Prime is a, is a decent decent race team in the 44 car he's going to over there. Um, he's bringing that Forever Lawn sponsorship with him. They seem to be following him around wherever he's gone. I know he's done some Gibbs races. Um, he did some races, I think, with Sam Hunter and Jordan Anderson last year. Just, again, a guy that's bounced around and, and not really at a home. Gets a full-time ride over there at Alpha Prime in the 44 car. Probably not a guy will bring up a ton, although I do think – and we've seen it before, I think, on the super speedways. He's got that. He shows that Earnhardt blood on the super speedways, uh, and brings that out like we saw in in Dale and Dale Jr. Um, because it seems like he he does perform pretty well on those tracks. Obviously, with the second place at Talladega almost got that number 3 car in victory lane so close. Yeah, but, it uh, was
0: really close too. That was that was when we all had our fingers crossed for. Yeah. It, everybody seems to forget though that Jeffrey Earnhardt is out there. It's it's still I mean the Earnhardt name has been kind of disappeared for a while on the track obviously, but everybody tends to forget that Jeffrey is still out there logging some laps so
1: i'll have to find the stat but him coming back i I don't i saw it but i didn't write it down for some reason but him coming back now has had an earnhardt in nascar one of nascar's top three series for a ridiculous number of years because dale senior obviously raced for a long time but ralph earnhardt before that back at the beginning of nascar was was a guy that, that had some races then and then obviously dale Transfers over to Dale Jr. We saw Kerry Earnhardt for years, which Kerry, Dale Jr.'s half brother, is Jeffrey's dad. Uh, we saw Kerry kind of in and out of the Cup Series as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's good to see just just generations of Earnhardt's continuing to race. Right? It's the biggest name I, I would say in NASCAR. Right? And you talk about racing, like yes, Petty is up there as well. But Earnhardt is is really the biggest name, the one that's held on on the highest pedestal. Um, And so, yeah, there's some other Earnharts out there. I know Bobby Dale is one that I follow on on social media. Bobby Dale Earnhardt, he's another grandson of of Dale Sr. that's out there doing some dirt track stuff. He's got his kids uh, racing in in go-karts and stuff. And we've got uh, Wyatt Miller is doing a a lot of uh, go-kart and stuff like that. That's uh, Dale Jr.'s sister, her son, that's racing. Uh, She's obviously the president of Junior Motorsports really runs the show over there. If you listen to anything Dale says, he just lets her run everything. Um, But yeah, so there's still more, more generations of Earnhardt's. You know, obviously I think we've probably peaked with Dale senior and Dale junior, but to continue to see the Earnhardt's out there racing. And we've talked about that as well with the history of NASCAR, right? And so many drivers are legacy drivers, right? Chase Elliott, now a champion in the sport. His father was a champion in the sport. The petties obviously Lee Petty, Richard Petty, then Kyle Petty, Adam Petty. We had, unfortunately, tragically lost him uh, in a practice accident. But he was coming up and was going to be another one to continue that Petty name. And, and there's been so many. Uh, you've got the Burtons now where, where Jeb is still around as uh, Ward's son who raced. And uh, you've got Harrison Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton's son, Harrison, is racing. And Jeff raced back in the day and so many family you see it in all sports right there's always you know guy this guy's dad played and and everything but in nascar specifically racing just is in your blood i guess because it it really transfers down over the years and we've seen so many father-son combos and third fourth fifth generation nascar racers at this point that uh it's good to see see the name continue to live and he'll be back for a full-time season in Xfinity. Obviously Dale Jr gonna is gonna do two races actually. I don't know if we talked about that, but he announced he's gonna do two races in Xfinity this year uh, step up from his one per year that he's been doing. so always fun to see him get back on the track as well.
0: You know that's the one thing about it. I mean I loved to hate him when he was actually a driver active full time. Uh, it was it was fun to not like Dale Jr. Uh, because, especially as a Jimmy Johnson fan, it was like Jim or uh, Earnhardt was getting all the attention, not winning any of the races. And here's Jimmy winning everything. And people were like, I hate Jimmy Johnson. I was like, dude. How can you hate this guy when he's nothing but kicking your favorite driver's ass up and down the track every single... Okay, well, I guess I can see how you hate him, but... Welcome to being a Tom Brady fan, all right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Indeed. Uh, no, nah, but you're right, though. I mean, the, the legacies of the Labontes, too, another family that uh, yeah. has had some generational uh, talent. So, yeah, I mean, that's what makes this this sport, I think, so endearing to just people in general is that... You know the, the protection of the um of the of the history of it, but also the willingness to uh to sort of protect the product too, uh, when sometimes maybe the history is not necessarily all that uh, favorable. But you know the willingness to say, okay, look, we we know we get it. We're going to preserve the part that we need to, and and uh, kind of let go and jettison the part that's not. So I don't know. It's it's NASCAR has been such a huge balancing act i feel like since i've been a fan as far as trying to preserve the past because we've talked about the past it's a bunch of rum runners and and law breakers and yet here we are in a world where that doesn't necessarily fly anymore so how do you embrace the past without necessarily embracing all the bad parts of it exactly you got it (laughs) oh what an act but uh, yeah, I'm just lo- I'm looking forward to seeing more. Obviously, I mean, there's there's still so much more to be written. So many more uh, uh, families to put their names on the sport. I mean, even the Elliots right now with Chase being as good as he is. I mean, what about Kyle Larson someday? Does Kyle Larson's uh, kids someday grow up and become racers? Like, I, it's just it, it is going to be fun to watch. We are living in a world where we're old enough now to to see uh, more of the grandkids now. <laughs> <laughs> which is which says something about our age at this point, I guess, right? Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, but um, all right, I, I think we've done plenty of damage this week. We'll save some for next week when we come back. To uh, I know we only crossed like a half a thing off of Cody's list at this point, so.
1: Um, hey, I got to flip one of the pages. We finished all the notes on one of the pages. So. Yes,
0: that is what I was <laughs> We're making going progress for. here, making progress. Like it's a long season too, Cody. Maybe some of that stuff is evergreen, uh, as yes. we cycle through, but, um, all right, buddy, let's go ahead and put a bow in this episode. Uh, any, any one last thing you want to get off your chest that I, I don't want to, I don't want you to feel unfulfilled before we go into this, uh, into this week and
1: well rod uh as we're recording this live i just happened to look up and see that xfinity and truck series lines are dropping as we're speaking so that brings some great news if you're here to listen to the gambling part of it looks like we're gonna have some more episodes to uh crank out and more stuff to talk about because uh yeah i just i was looking at something else and i'm like Wait, what is that and boom there it is so uh those are, are populating as we speak. Of course, we've already got this whole episode done, so you got to listen to, if you've already listened to all that. Next up, looks like we've got some odds to look forward to talking. So, uh, yeah. woof, man, now I'm pumped. I'm ready to, I'm to hit pause and uh, and start recording the next episode.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> now we want to keep them coming back. Next week, ladies oh, and gentlemen, God. next God. week. Like, come on, Cody, have I taught you nothing about oh, podcasting? Yeah, got to leave there. them wanting more. Right, yep, yep, uh, yep <laughs> I'm going on vacation tomorrow for the weekend,
1: so... Uh, no more episodes for you until next week, but we're gonna have some good stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, it looked like championship odds, and so yeah, we got Truck Series championship, Xfinity Series championship, Xfinity Series uh, race wins over and unders. Oh, buddy, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're they're jumping on your quick. Nice, I love to see
0: it. A ah. so, little teaser for you. That'll be next week's focus. Beautiful. No, I love it. That that means that we're going to have plenty of time this weekend to dig in to actually figure it all out. We won't be going too much on the fly. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to, to suss out some of the better values for you and some of the things to be looking at right now for your NASCAR Xfinity and Truck Series Futures. Beautiful stuff, Cody. Uh, before we wrap it up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, follow me on
1: Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. All my work's over there. Got a ton of motorsports stuff out right now. IndyCar, F1, NASCAR, the whole works, NFL stuff. I'm going to have a Sunday Night Football article coming out later this week. Definitely check that out with some of the best bets and stuff over there. Uh, Yeah, and more more stuff coming out constantly. So follow me on Twitter over there. Follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling.
0: Indeed, make sure to check out his Aussie rules football. No, I'm just kidding. That's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at R J Via Gomez. Pretty soon, I'll have my Aussie rules football stuff going on. Uh, anyways, follow me on Twitter at R J Via Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on in the bio. Whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is In Between Media, we're cranking up the uh, back road again. Very, very soon, all the meetings are happening. So. Uh, We'll be cranking that up once more. But anyways, until the meantime, follow all that there. We'll be back next week. We've got lines to cover, ladies and gentlemen. So if nothing else, if you've suffered through this week, uh, then we appreciate it. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to next week talking some lines. So until next week, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.